Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Welcome to Do Not Relent, I'm Slide Whistle! I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. And I can tell you boys this, I got more alcoholic eggnog in this one. Heavy on the alcohol, light on the eggnog. It's a little spooky. Ooh, very festive, because not only is it, like, well, this episode in particular will probably be released, like, on Christmas Day, right? And mm-hmm. then it's uh, the Feast of Wintervale in WoW. Yeah, baby. I was going to say, I realized we haven't talked about how close Christmas is, which means we've been neglecting to talk about America's favorite movie, Jingle All the Way. We haven't made any references at all in 2020. What are we doing? Well, that's probably a lie, but... Uh, that is distinctly a lie. Not even <laughs> two episodes ago, I believe we did make a reference to Turbo Man. My my favorite, uh, in, in trade chat, actually, we were talking about Jingle All the Way. Someone brought it up. It, someone's only comment was Dasher, Dancer, Bliss, and whatever the whole like reindeer thing is. And then I, I looked at it, and I was like, oh my god. He's referencing... When Arnold Schwarzenegger was running down the street, Dasha, Dancer, Blitz, Dada, he was like trying to get the names of the radio contest. And two seconds later, he said, guys, imagine Arnold running down the street saying that in an Austrian accent. And I was like, yes, trade chat for once was my people making select choice references. Put that cookie down. Howard. He knows my name. All right. I think we all made our Christmas, Christmas references. I think we're all good on that on that front. Please email us your favorite Jingle All The Way quote. Hold on. We can't do a Jingle All The Way without doing Jamie. <laughs> I'm really afraid for my microphone settings. I don't, I don't want to blow it out, but I'll give my best. Jamie. Jamie. God, I really wish my name was Jamie just so I could have someone scream my name like that all the time. Hmm. How often would you have that, though? I don't know how popular this movie is outside of our circle. Oh, incredibly unpopular. You know, people, like, I, I feel like we talked about this last year, but it gets critically bombed. People do not like it. But I only hear people talk about it like this in pretty okay regards, you know? Fair enough. Now, Jingle All the Way 2 with Lawrence the Cable Guy. No. That's the real winner. No. There are a few movies that I pretend don't exist. Um, I'm talking about that one, and I am talking about um, Avatar The Last Airbender's movie. Now I'm just getting sad. I don't like where this conversation is going. It's making me a sad person. Well, I do have a few things that we can be happy about. Ooh, like what? Ooh, mustard? Well, we got ourselves a review and also a few emails. Whoa! Who cares? Wait, seriously, is there any mustard? Uh, no. I don't know. Let's 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 take a look. Are you looking through the emails for mustard? Is this? <laughs> you know, we might be able to decipher a little bit of mustard in this review. So, I, I forget. It's been a minute since we take taken a review. Do we take the shots first or after? I believe it is typically after. How about this one? We do it first, and then we take it, and then you have to read it while you choke on your like your own alcohol. Perfect. Let's do this. That's fair. Cheers Here to we this go. review. Wait, how about we can at least, what's his name, or what's their name? We can cheers them, I guess, before we read whatever words they have to say about us. So this is a five-star review submitted by Rockets. Hey, Rockets, this is for you. Rocky. Rocky. (laughs) 
No, do not strike him. It is my son. That's my brother. Velen, stop hitting your fucking stick. <laughs> okay, well, Rocket says, Badass podcast. These guys give it 110%, and by that I mean a solid 60% effort to cover <laughs> WoW and be funny. Keep up the awesome work. <laughs> Thank you. We, we hold on to that 60% with an iron grip. That's why we can stay in the Warcraft category instead of the Clockstoppers category. I'd like to think we're in both categories, though. I think we might actually be the premier Clockstoppers podcast. I can tell you this. We're definitely the only hybrid World of Warcraft Clockstoppers podcast that's ever existed out there. That's for sure. But, okay, the math here. So, is the 60% funny? Are, are we 60% about wow? How does this math add up? I think it is the latter. I would like to think we're 100% funny, but I do believe that they mean that we go, mm, let's say, for example, five minutes and 34 seconds before actually mentioning any World of Warcraft business. That's probably the truth. But when you got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, we're the best podcast there is with some Steiner math. When you add Shmojo to the mix. I heard that was one of, one of the tier names. Go and consult Shmojo. Well, this is probably our most niche reference ever. If, if, you, if you love Steiner math, send me an email. We can talk Steiner math. But yes, thank you for your review, Rockets. And now I will slide on into our emails that we received. And we received one email that was titled LMAO High. And it's from Extian, who... If you don't remember, we had a little encounter in Torghast with, and he says, What's up, DNR crew? Hope you all are doing well. I want to sincerely thank y'all for the weekly entertainment. DNR has quickly become my favorite WoW-related podcast. You three are hilarious, and listening to the podcast really makes time fly while I'm at work. However, I have a personal complaint. I know you all addressed this already in the podcast, but I wanted to give my side. I saw you guys in-game at Torghast and wanted to express my appreciation. I gathered my entire extended family around my computer to show them my new favorite podcasters. I walked up and said, love the podcast, and all Slide said in response was, LMAO hi, and then he started emote dancing. My family was underwhelmed to say the least. The ghosts of my ancestors were shaking their heads in disappointment. Whether it was at your response or just at me in general, who really knows? I love this story. But you know what? I did call that his family would, or their family would disown them, but at least Graham Graham didn't weigh in. So I guess it's not as bad as it could have been. I'm so sorry. Listen, I already apologized profusely in an email. After what? Wait, so we actually responded to the email, and the first response we sent was just LMAO hi. <laughs> no! <laughs> but, but, then I, but then we immediately sent a real one. <laughs> Exion's grandma came in for that one. It's like, well, at least they're giving you the time of the day. Oh, dear, X. And then they go, Grandma, that's not my real name. That's my gamer tag. I don't even care anymore. You're, you haven't gotten their respect. No, it's X for excommunicated from the family. <laughs> but then Fucking um, Ripper Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But then he closes out the email by saying, For real, though, thank you guys. As a fellow Draenor darling, I really like hearing your takes on this game we all enjoy. Have a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Signed, Christian slash Extian. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's also on Problem War. Also, like, I don't know what I thought Extian meant besides Christian. 
Wait. Oh, XTN. What's EXTN though? It's, just, it's, it's 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 still there. I still see it. But what if that wasn't his? Wasn't their intention? I feel also, like it probably was. Next time, if you just lead in with "Hi, I'm Adrenor Darling. Love the podcast," then I will send you a paragraph. I don't know exactly what to talk about, and we're gonna fucking talk about my boy Poundfist. Poundfist. Kisses. Thank you. Also, kisses to Rocket. And also kisses to Sneaky Pants, who sent us in an email as well. And they say, hey, everyone, found your podcast a few weeks ago, and it's so rad. This is my first expansion launch since I started playing WoW last year. I started looking for podcasts to listen to while I drive to help me understand more about this huge game. I come to your guys' podcast to laugh and learn. Whoa, somebody learning from us? That's a little dangerous. <laughs> Which is a winning combo in my mom's book. You, you guys... <laughs> You, you, you guys have the type of friendship that's rare in today's world. Thanks for sharing who you are with the world. Keep keep it up. I'll be a fan. Much love from a fellow Alliance. I'm Proudmore. Signed, Sneaky Pants. A winning combo in my mom's book. You bastard. <laughs> I feel like we really have the market cornered on uh, World of Warcraft Mama's Boys and Grandma's Boys. Everyone's always like, I showed this to my mom. Or like, my grandma told me to listen to you. You know, we've jokingly said that we've targeted this demographic, but maybe we actually are the podcast for the moms. I feel like all our fans are just funny as fuck, which is great, which means that we actually are funny as fuck if these people think that we're funny. like, <laughs> Let's get really bloated egos off of this. I'm already booking the tour dates. Look out. I've started a site called uh, Barcraft Radio, so we're ready to compete with the big boys now. Oh, no. Are we ending 2020 with a, with a, another feud on our list? Well, if we're Barcraft, I, th- I think we can drink any other podcast hosts in the World of Warcraft community under the table. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that. Maybe not morally gray, but we'll see. Most of them can't drink anymore because their lumbago's acting up. <laughs> oh. Yo. Oh. Yo. That was a joke about how old the WoW community is in general, not the podcast. Aaron, we're gonna get, Aaron, they're going to kick us out. They're going to they're gonna remove us. They already don't like us. Yeah, we're already in the outs. Come on, man. But I think we're about ready to actually get into WoW-related stuff now. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so I have we have so many points to jump off of here. But I just want to start simply. I have heard this complaint on numerous other podcasts. And I've heard this complaint a little bit on the Reddit site. www.reddit.com slash r. Oh, boy. I've never heard of that one. Slash r slash wow. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> well, you're, you're breaking it down for our key demographic here. <laughs> um, just about basically how hard it is to get around like the world in Shadowlands and Oribos, which Aaron, I know, I know you are already sitting on your little crown of portals over there, throne of portals. And I don't know. I just feel like people simply just aren't buying the Stormwind capes slash Orgrimmar capes. I guess Orgrimmar capes. I almost barf saying that, by the way. It's wrong. It's just that, that just well, those, those capes dirty ain't right. Orgrimmar napkins. You just set your Hearthstone to your covenant. You pick up three of your Stormwind capes from your guild. If you're not in a guild, I don't want to tell you. And then you can also use your Dalaran Hearthstone and you just simply, whenever you have to go to any flight point, you pop one of them capes. You go back to Oribos and hop on that fight point. It's going to be infinitely faster 
do not sit on a flight point from Revendreth to Bastion. I don't know how much time you have on your hands, but obviously it's like hours, right? Like, like RTRT, usually when I do do that, it's like, oh, I'm making lunch. I'm going to go from Sinfall to Artificer's Reach. And I was like, and as I start going, I was like, I can make and eat a sandwich now. But the thing is, once you finish your sandwich and you come back, you're still flying. So, so it's like, maybe I should have used the cape and just sat there and just waited. Yeah, and let me just tell you guys, like, you, like there are other options, too. Like, I have the Boralus Ring in my bag. I have the, you know, the three Stormwind Capes. I have my Garrison Hearthstone. I have my Garrison Dock thingy. I have my Old Dal Ring. I have all these things in my bag. So, like, literally any of those things... Then, and then going to um, Stormwind, and then going to the portal is faster than most of these flight paths, so. Yeah, honestly, for our BFA buddies out there, I, I think that the Borellus Ring might actually be one of the faster alternatives, because with the with the Dead Hearthstone, you have to physically still fly into the area where the portal is. But the Borellus Ring takes you to the portal room, I assume, in Borellus, right? Or does it take you to, like, where uh, Catherine think... Podmore is? Uh, no, I think, well, I guess uh immune go because you actually have it so and i 100 percent thought it took you to the portal room but now that we're talking about it i think it might actually take you to the boat but like either way if it even does take you to the boat the boat to the portal room is closer than the dalaran flight i think yeah def definitely i mean like i i appreciate the dow flight i appreciate hearing the music for like eight seconds but yeah just pick up all the capes pick up all the dalaran hardstones there's definitely ways to make it more easy, but also maybe if you just upgrade your portal room to rank three, which is impossible for like forever, you get an Oribos port. Don't forget that. You're about to be able to like three to four weeks have a way faster way to get back to Oribos in your covenant. Yeah, because I just Orbis upgraded yesterday. Yeah, fuck you and your mage privilege, but... Yeah, yesterday I just upgraded my teleport network to rank two. Okay, wait. So I would like an initial report from you, Immune. How many portals did you, how many uh, portals did you have with your teleport network as a Venthyr before and after you upgraded? Okay, so Aaron, we on our first upgrade of the teleportation network, we were presented with two mirrors that took you to two different locations across Revendreth, right? Yes, the Eternal Terrace, and uh, I th forgot the other one, because I don't yeah, go there as much. Right, Um, and I don't know if you've upgraded yours to rank two yet, but... I have. We, yeah, we are given two more, and one of them is literally the Halls of Atonement, which is really close to where the flight path that we already have is, so I'm like, what's the point of this one? I guess the point would be if you're near, like if you're questing or doing something in one of the other areas, you can just hop in the portal room and then take that portal to your other other mirror, I guess. I can, I can tell you that that one is beautiful because it is right next to the daily conduit for right there. So I can hop in the portal, walk on the tombstones to do that conduit, and then just come back. And I'm like, I did this all within two minutes. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about that one, but yeah, that is perfect for the Animal Conductor quest. And anyways, to answer your question slide, we currently have four mirror portals. So I upgraded my daddy fungal network today. Sorry, granddaddy fungal network. And previous to my upgrade, I had four portals. Now, does one of your portals take you back to your, your, 
your sanctum? No, the, our mirrors are in they, the sanctum. They, yeah, they're in the sanctum. Two on the base level, two on the lower level. And then when you, when you go there, you can go back into the mirror to return to Sinfall. Okay, that's what I was because I was like, wait, I didn't hear a Sinfall one, so I was a little concerned. Okay, so yeah, so I start off with the ability to go back to uh, Heart of the Grove, which is Ardenweald's Covenant Sanctum, and then I have three or four. I think it's four. I have four options to go to before I upgraded. I upgraded today, and now I have like six or seven uh, ways to cross my map now, which is definitely way more than what you guys have, which is interesting because I'm like, what are the other trade-offs here? What are the other upgrades being different in? Because I can get around, like, I have so many mushroom rings now I can hop on. And I'm like, is Ardenwood just smaller or is it bigger? Like, what's up? I, th- I think Ardenweald is larger, and I think there are fewer flight paths. I feel like all the flight paths are s- more centralized, and so that's probably why your fungal network has so many extra little zones, because it's like, you need them <laughs> so that you're not hoofing it for three minutes. I just want to make it known that the term granddaddy's fungal network makes me slightly uncomfy. Well, I want to make it known that it turns me on, and I got a big boner right now. I'm fucking flying three quarters mast. Gross. Yeah, beautiful. Show off that but You know what? We're going to post Aaron's boner on Twitter. Check it out. Check out Do Not Relip Pod for Aaron's boner. <laughs> Check out the Twitter while you can before my dick pic gets us shut down. Actually, Twitter on Twitter is actually very porn. Yeah, open. they would. It's weird. They, yeah, isn't that weird? They, they would allow it. They would just languish there and everyone would stop listening to the show languish i don't like that term what your penis <laughs> you know okay these other podcasts have patreons we're just let's just go straight to the only fans here i feel like these bastards would subscribe just for the fucking meme of it all i mean i would hint hint all right um we can talk about what we did in wow but i i, I mean literally as of recording this what limit limit one the world race they beat daddy d what me i mean we're taking a nap so we missed it. <laughs> yeah, it was a race basically just between them and Echo, which is new method, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is the coward method who ran away because they, oh, we definitely knew that Josh was a creep. But if we join a new guild under a new name, nobody can accuse us of anything. Okay, yeah, whatever. So I'm glad I'm at one because fuck Echo. Now, were, were Echoes, were they the ones that were not showing the Daddy D footage? Yeah, they like cut the streams for like, I mean, it was it was what, like a day or two. It wasn't that crazy, but it was still like, we're going to hide our tactics. After they just blatantly took limits tactics on the zone generals to catch up. Basically, they hid their tactics like some other members hid their allegations of knowing that Method Josh was a sexual predator. So they did with what they did best. Got em. Don't forgive them for their sins. You two should know better than that. You or should you you Venthyr. Lock them up. Oh, I thought you meant that Immune and I were covering something up. I was like, shit, shit, what? <laughs> I started accusing everybody in this room. You did it, and you did it. But enough about the that race. Like we can talk a little bit more about the race that really matters. And I'm talking about the race between Unomas's team one and Unomas's team two against normal Castle Nathria progress. The slow oh boy. <laughs> the slowest progress I think I've ever recorded in human history. With the intensity of a family reunion <laughs> egg sack or egg oh. on a spoon race. 
that is honestly a really good like representation of what's going on right now. That's what I feel like. Also, some of those do get pretty intense, though. Oh, wait, you've seen mine, right? Like, yeah, you've seen our fucking egg races, fucking egg on a spoon. Gotta make it quick. It's ridiculous. People are people will literally cut a bitch on the field for this shit. Yeah, no, I was not uh, joking. <laughs> Our family, me and my siblings, were like 10 years older than everyone else, so we always smoked people at the family reunion games. The, we're, we have that too, except the ones who are 10 years older are like 50, and like pushing over teens and kids to win. It's absurd. But anyway, let's talk about how we're doing this in the guild. Well, okay, so I believe our team, Team 1, is 6 out of 10. Our newest ones that we've downed since last week are Lady, Enerva, Dark Vein, whatever. Which I, I feel like needs, we need to have a talk about Lady, Dark Lady, Enerva, no, Lady, Enerva, Dark Vein. What yes. the fuck? Okay, listen, Blizzard, hear me out. All you have to do is cut off Dark Vein. Lady Enerva, that's a name of nobility. That's a name of power. And then you add on Lady Enerva Dark Vein, you're doing too much. You sounds like a like a bad drag queen from like the like the 80s. Like it's not it's not working. <laughs> Cut the Dark Vein. It's like Sharon Needles uh roommate. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh but so so last week we recorded before our Wednesday raid, like we're doing today. And I think Aaron said it best. We were filled with such hope. Yeah, because on Tuesday, we had previously downed every boss that we had previously cleared. So going into Wednesday last week, we were four bosses for the week. And we were going to start off Wednesday. We were happy. We were like, we're excited to tackle a new boss right off the bat. And then we go in and get spanked by... Uh, Lady Inerva for basically the entire raid period. Which is fine. We managed to wipe at 1%, and I thought my soul was going to leave my body. I thought I was going to become one of those floaty guys I have to keep attaching to chains in the world quest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so, Lin said it best. He basically was kind of, Lin's our raid lead. He basically said, I split the teams evenly on damage, which actually he did perfectly. He he literally was at work on the clock making Excel spreadsheets on everyone's damage, and the, the team's damage was equal. However, he did not take into account the team's ability to do mechanics, which personally, looking at Team 1, I was like, okay, we have some people who need to be told things multiple times before it sticks and i'm i'm guilty of of tuning out during a raid explanation but i know that i'm capable of picking up on the fly some of these people just aren't as capable which is okay and like some of them are good good dps too like honors or gm like he's a good paladin dps but he just doesn't or ignores mechanics a lot of the time (laughs) i don't know okay so this is this is my grievance airing live on the air is he good at like other stuff? Cause he always dies before me. And I'm like, damn, what is he doing where he's top of the charts and dying one minute into the fight? So it's actually funny. We have some more insight into that. Uh, but immune as our resident healer, as our resident best healer with 90 plus parses on all normal fights, what <laughs> explain wow. honors this mechanics. Okay. So 
after Nerva, then we also downed Artificer and started pulling on the dance fight this week. But we'll get to that in a minute. And during the, that, that fight, there is a portion where you all need to go to your spotlights and start moving in, like, DDR style. Go, like, left, right, up, down, back, whatever. Um, And if everyone does it right, everyone gets to their spotlight and moves correctly. No one takes any damage. And I don't know, as, as a healer who watches health bars, you see exactly who does not make it and exactly who messes up the pattern and exactly who you need to heal while also moving. And... Let me just say, on our last poll last night, where we almost downed the boss, only one person did not get this fight correctly, and we had to keep him up, and it was Honors. <laughs> so all the healers know that Honors didn't know how to dance. So we're, we're all the DPS are out here just grooving, and you're like, fuck, I gotta heal while I'm dancing? How do you even manage that? <laughs> I mean, I think all of us were doing it, so I think everyone just kind of like preemptively threw some hots on him, and it was fine enough to keep him up, but yeah. I think essentially he plays with like 2% sleep in. So he's already tired. And by that point, his body is just like on autopilot of like, do my damage, do my damage. My eyes are closed, but I'm doing my damage. And then he wakes up and then he's dead. <laughs> and he was still hitting the buttons. even though he was on the floor for like two minutes. But yes, our last Wednesday, we wasted the whole time doing Inerva. And then... This Tuesday, yesterday as of this recording, we joined up with the much faster going Team 2, and together we cleared all the way to the Council of Blood. Yeah, so we downed six bosses in one night and had three pulls on this other new boss, and I don't know, for our team, this was two fights in a row that we had never done before, so it was a little stressful. Like I was like, I don't know what's happening here. It was also really impressive. So we, we before we were two groups of like 16, of 17 and 18 because we want to make sure that every person who wants to raid has the ability to raid. So we so we made two groups. But then we caught wind that some people weren't going to weren't going to be able to make it, which is fine, you know, it's fucking Christmas week. I get it. Um and so we went back to one team and somehow magically we ended up with exactly 30 raiders the cap with nobody left out and i was like what the f- how did this happen yeah i mean because yeah, like no one was on the bench it was just perfect 30 it was Everyone- a crimbus miracle but and then doing all these <laughs> this, mechanics- this is what the mom from christmas shoes gave her life for oh, oh. but it, it's kind of crazy because doing these honestly all these fights with 30 people is so chaotic there's so much shit going out, and I'm like, we have too many goddamn people here. And I think they did tune down all of the raid across all difficulties a little bit. I think they also tuned down almost everything in the game right now. Some dungeons, obviously Torghast, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I really like the console blood fight. The dance is really fucking cool, but you could definitely feel a little bit of the tension between group one and group two which is so weird because like normally we raid with these people in group two on a regular basis like we i've raided with people on that team for literally like how long like four years and we're still like dolly i'm gonna beat you up we have only ever split twice literally just last week and already it's been like i can't stand you and i don't know so during the artificer fight i felt like tensions were particularly high 
because this is a boss that Group 2 had cleared last week, and they pulled it several times, so they knew what, exactly what they needed to do. But this was Group 1's, our group's, first time really pulling it, and we didn't really fully understand what we needed to be doing. So it was hard for us, and you know, several of our raiders from our group messed up or didn't know where to go when they were marked with the portals. And people from group two were being mean about it. They were just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They were just like on comms, like yelling at like our group of people. And then like, it got to the point where I'm just like, yo, like this is our group's first time doing this. So calm down. Yeah. When so I mean, you never, he very rarely will he burst it on, on comms. And when he did, I was like, oh shit, that's going down. Group one's about to fight group two. And I had just met like, Jamunky, one of our healers, I don't know who the fuck Jamunky is, but when she messed up her portal and started to get yelled at, I was getting mad. I was like, leave Jamunky alone. She's trying her best. Yeah, and that, that was the exact moment when I chimed in. I'm like, no, you, you do not come for Jamunky. <laughs> our new best friend, you group two bitches. Our new fourth member of this podcast. <laughs> get ready for season three. They're replacing me with Jamunky. Jamunky is very nice, so I mean, maybe we could do it. God, please don't. I need to feed my children. I have bad news for you. This this gig don't pay. I don't know who's telling you it does. Yeah, we pay for this. <laughs> we pay to talk to you guys because whenever, we feel whenever like it. Slide remembers to charge the rest of us. Oh shit! I gotta do that. <laughs> but anyway, it's just like it's just like stupid, like playground, like. Two teams meeting at once. Um, and I, I think Team 1 feels a little bit like they're being, like, not talked down to. Whatever's below the step of talked down to. It's not even really that. It's just, like, a really weird kind of vibe in the air. It's fine. It, it, it's, honestly, it's made Raid more interesting. And we've gotten more gear, I'm pretty sure, through the split group. Which is showing because we demolished those six things on normal way faster than we did it as a separate team and also as together on like week one. So we'll see. Tonight we go back to the, the blood court. I'm assuming we're going to kill it. And then we get to face uh, fucking, what's his name? Sludge Fist. I, I don't know shit about him. I still have not watched any videos. We'll see. I also hear that is like the main wall that people face in this raid. Like the first wall at least before like Denathrius. So I get real, um, what is the name of the fight in Daza with the Kulturian ship people and the big golem? Ah, what is that one called? Oh, uh, uh, Blockade. Yeah, I get a real Blockade vibe from this one. So we'll see how we do. But if it's anything like Blockade, I smell two and a half hours of wiping. Ooh, sounds like my 22nd birthday. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I had chili. I feel like you literally only ate chili on your 22nd. Like, that whole year was just no, chili. My, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was chili mac in any ways. <laughs> on to the next segment. <laughs> the next segment is Aaron's chili mac recipe. Do tell. Fucking Joel Folkert blew my <laughs> blew me out. He's like, all I see you eat is chili mac. Beans it's good, Joel. Joel, all we see you eat is eight peanuts. And two sprigs of broccoli. Guys, be careful. What if we find out that Joel Fulkert Vanilla Yogurt is a listener of the podcast? Keep your tabs on us. Our old roommate from our college days. Hey, Joel. 
Jolie. All right, so what, what have we got? What are you, you going to move into now? Uh, let's talk about what we did in WoW this week. Yeah. Slide, what did you do in WoW this week? I did a lot. Let's see. So I upgrade. So I was at a conundrum with my, with my legendaries as a feral druid. I have my best PvE legendary and my best PvP legendary and a lot of soul ash. And so I'm like, do I upgrade my PvE legendary to be 225? Or do I just upgrade both of them to be the next level? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure out the math on what to do, which sucks because it's going to cost me more gold to upgrade both legendaries each rank up. That honestly is the most expensive route I could have chosen. And yet, here I am, a rich bitch, dropping 100k on upgrading two legendaries to level two. So I, they're both at parity, which is probably stupid, but I'm going to do it. You're going to do what you do. And that's drop lots of money on WoW. I have a Brutosaur mount. It's fine. I can make it back quickly. It's whatever. So that's what I did. I upgraded those. I've been doing a lot of World PvP. And let me fucking tell you. So I was doing my Covenant quest line, which was I thought was so fucking cool. Spoilers, if you're a Night Pay person, haven't done it yet. You can skip ahead, I don't know, two minutes. That's my guess. If not, I don't care. Fuck you. And so it took me. It was it was Drust shit. Like, I was doing shit with the Drust. And Ooh. do you guys remember... Remember in, in Drustfar, when we, we were hanging out with the Thorn Speakers? We were hanging out with, like, Ulfar. Ulfar? He was, like, the big the big bear druid in the mountains. And his quest just abruptly ends. So it's like, okay, I'm done. Leave. And you're like, that's it? We're finished? These bitches sent me back out to talk to Ulfar to continue his quest You had to go line. to BFA areas? Yes! I... I was so I was on I was honestly weirdly happy. So it, it basically it, it gave me a portal to go back to Ulfar directly, which I did. But then like the, the quest sent me like past Aram Stand, so I had to do my classic flyover where I'm flying over Drustfar through Aram Stand to get to where I was going, and it felt so bizarre because I was like, "Shit, am I playing BFA again? Like, what's going on?" Also, personally, whenever I go back to a region that I can fly in, I'm a little disoriented for a second. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can fly here. It's a really cool quest line. It's basically just me just being like, the Drust are a problem. We have to stop them, which I'm like, please give us a Drust raid. It has to be. It has to be. And I'm just like trying to like, I'm like analyzing Drust energies in Drustfar. I'm going through like old caves and old like spooky trees that, that, that they inhabit. Because now that Gorok Tool is dead. If he really is dead. I don't think we actually killed him. I don't remember. Uh, there's, a, there's a new Gorak named Gorak Zal who we're facing. Uh, and she's a fucking bad bitch. Ooh. Um, she basically, what made me so mad was that the storyline ended with us fucking losing. Like, we rescued a Drust prisoner. Uh, I was with uh, Aralon from the cinematic where he, like, had to kill Orsak or whatever. And... One of our people was turned into a trust. I guess they, they they put like the mask on you and like you're corrupted. And I went through a fucking hell and high water, like 45 minutes of my life, because I was fighting people in between to save her and do like a ritual and to bring her back. And at the very end of the quest line, as we're pulling the trust energy out of her, 
she fucking dies. And Aralon is missing. He was kidnapped. And that's where I'm at right now in my Covenant campaign. I'm on a fucking cliffhanger, and we're losing. Oh. I, I'll speak for Aaron did, and I and said that ours is like pretty, pretty like chill. Yeah, we, we we're like just taking W well. after W over here. We are getting our butts kicked by this fucking Gorak Zal, and it's it's actually kind of refreshing that we're not like winning. But like the last thing that I had to do was report to the Winter Queen and be like, "Listen, listen, we're losing to the Drust. We can't save people who are corrupted." And she just goes, "We will kill the Drust on sight." Anyone they corrupt is dead. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay, I guess we're shooting on sight now. Like, it's, it's gang warfare out here in Nardenweald. Shit. But also, while I was out there, I was picking fights, because, like, I want to learn how to be a good pharaoh druid. So, I saw this man, just, he was on a ground mount, right? And I'm like, oh, this is fucking going to be easy as fuck, as I fly above him. And it was a druid, and I was like, oh, he's probably a mooncon or whatever. I fucking land on this bitch, and I open on him. And he handed my ass to me in, like, it was so fast. He's also a feral druid. He literally turned around and just murdered me, like, instantly. And I'm like, what the fuck? And as I respawned to fight him again, he was camping my body to fight me more. Which I kind of want, because I, I want to fight feral druids, and I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And I know whenever I pick a fight with the Feral Druid, he's probably going to be like a 70-year-old man who's been playing Feral Druid since like Alpha of like 2003. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know, Feral Druids have been Feral Druids since Feral Druids were Feral Druids. I was never able to kill him. I, I, I popped him into his Wild Seed mode from the Dreamweaver Conduit once, but he handed my ass to me. So I I, I, I armoried him to see what who it was. Uh, Druid Sucks on Kill Jaden is his name. I was fucking trying to fight a goddamn gladiator from Pandaria. This man Oof. literally... He literally climbed the top of the PvP arena, like, at least... Three years, five years ago, six years ago, whenever Pandario was, I don't remember. He killed me like I was a fucking NPC. It was crazy. And I, so then I realized he was, he was also doing the quest line for the Justifier. And he was constantly ahead of me. And I would purposely fight him just to try to kill him and to see what he does to learn. But he killed me so fast that I effectively learned nothing. (laughs) How many times did he kill you? I'm pretty sure we're talking like 11 or 12 times that he dumpstered me. How embarrassing. At at that point, I would just just go eat some lunch. We have the same gear level. He just is so crazy good at Pharaoh Druid. So Druid sucks from Kill Jaden. If you're out there and you're like, why the fuck is Wild Seed from Proudmoore constantly trying to attack me and failing? Now you know. I just want to learn. Teach me, senpai. What about you, Aaron? What was your week in WoW like? This week in WoW, I finally dipped my toes back into the Maw and Torghast and found that it's easier than it used to be. Yeah, they they full-on nerfed uh, Torghast by a good amount because the community was up in arms about it. So I've been doing a lot of stuff with Venari. Uh, I just got access to the Beast Warden, where I get people have been doing that for like two or three weeks. But I'm like, oh, I've just been ignoring it. 
But other than mob business, I've also been running my dailies, doing all that stuff every day. And I am now revered with everyone and like two or three days away from being exalted with Revendreth. So feels good. Holy I'm... shit. Nice. You're... Granted, it's, That's crazy. it's just because I've been like solely focusing on Revendreth. Every single time they give me one of those quests where it's like, go pick up a trinket from some guy in a dungeon. I always put it towards the harvesters, but I'm excited. Do you know what we get when we become exalted? I haven't even looked. Uh, they kill you. Nice. Then you can officially join. Yeah, they just they just hit you in the head with a big bat, and they steal all your money. But no, I don't know. Um, from the rep guy, you can buy like a bat. Oh, like the mount so, or whatever. Yeah, you can buy a bat mount, and you can buy, I think, one of the pieces of armor. I haven't super looked into it. I'm just like, I'm just mindlessly been plugging away. Like, that's a thing I have to do. I am so over the maw. And it's not that like, I don't like, I, I'm a druid. So like, that's, 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 the problem isn't traveling the maw. The problem is just, I feel like I have so much content that I want to do. And I feel like I'm required to do the maw every day. And it just, it's so much time that I'm just like, I want mm-hmm. to spam PvP. I want to spam dungeons. I want to quest. I want to get like I want to do anything else. And 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 for for me, like I did the weeklies all in one day, and it made me kill on sight. So I was like, I can't do the dailies because I will die. Yeah, that's the thing. I really feel like Blizzard is not handling the mall very well. And I get it. It's supposed to be a place where. It's inhabitable. You're going to die. That's fine. My problem is they don't give you any fucking information about anything. If I wasn't on Wowhead 24-7, I wouldn't know what to do. And heads up, I still don't know what to fucking do in the mall. Yeah, and I was listening to the starting zone earlier today, and apparently I knew Wrath of the Jailer was once a week you can do it, right? But then... Apparently, the hunt and the beast wardens you can do twice a week. It like resets in the middle of the week. The fuck is that shit? No one tells you this. Yeah, learning that the fucking beast wardens resets twice a week. I was like, what is the system? You have daily quests, which I understand. That's a blue exclamation mark. But then Venari's quests that you get in the cave, those are weeklies, which now I understand. But there's still blue exclamation marks, and sometimes they're still tagged under the daily. It would literally say daily. Now, because I was on Wildhead, I know that any quest Venari gives is a weekly. But people in our guild, I swear to God, it, every week, they're like, oh, I'm already at I. I'm already capped out. And I was like, were you doing Venari's quests in the cave? Yeah. Well, those are weeklies. You want to do probably one weekly and then do the dailies and then do the hunt or the eye. It's so much to like explain to people who don't use Wowhead. Why do we need to have an outside source? Like you should mm-hmm. make make it known in game. Change your your weekly colors of the quest markers. Make them green. Make them purple. Make it say weekly. Let us know when the Beast Warrens resets. Apparently Tuesday and Friday. It's so inconsistent. How the fuck do you expect anybody to be able to like know what they're doing in here? Like I don't get it. 
And like, you could say like, oh, that's the point. It's the mall. It's supposed to be crazy. But I don't think that that's why it's like this. I think they just <laughs> didn't bother we telling us. We made it confusing because it's a spooky place. But Nari's doing this on purpose. She's truly deceptive. I made it a daily quest instead of a weekly. And it's like, fuck you, Venari. Come on. Who Pack knows? It up. Maybe this quest is an hourly. You don't know. <laughs> All the quests are yellow and blue. Fucking brokers, man. I tell you. Shady. But that's what I did this week. Immune. What do you do with your week? Well, I was pretty busy this week, too. I did all of my daily callings and such. I'm impressed that, like, you're already exalted with Revendreth. I think all of mine are, like, I think I just got to Honored with all of the main ones. And Revendreth, I'm, like, halfway through Exalted. So that's impressive. I mean, I guess I don't, like, exhaust all of my world quests in each zone. I really only do them if, like, they're convenient to me and you're, like, near where I'm going to. But They're never convenient. If I did that, I literally would have no clout with Bastion because they're only ever on the four edges of the world. I'm like, I always save it for last. I was like, I hate this place. Yeah. I mean, I guess one thing that Bastion has going for it is that I feel like it's like the zone that is the easiest to like get around because like it's not multi-tiered like Revendreth and there's not like there's defined paths you can go on where you probably won't be attacked by mobs. Um, but other than that, I did my Torghast 8s, I did them, I did one of them before it was nerfed, and I can speak on that now because I wasn't able to last week, that I felt like it wasn't that bad, I don't, I don't know, like they made it harder for healers and tanks before they nerfed it, but I still was able to do it, but then my second one was after they had like the overall nerf and it was easy as hell, like I don't know, like. I don't mind it. It's whatever. I feel like it's good that they made it more accessible since, you know, this is how you get Soul Ash, which is used for legendaries. So I guess it's good that they're doing this. I don't really have an opinion about it, to be honest. And then other than that, I oh, I got my Paladin Azimuth to max level Ooh. through leveling, leveling through dungeons exclusively with Papa Cheese and Tyre on their alts on Proudmoore. Um, Hello? Oh yeah, yeah. You were you were there on your mage too, but like you, uh, you weren't there like the entire time. Oh, so but you're right. So I wasn't. Ooh, so I shouldn't be counted at all. You weren't there. Wow, I got a level out of that. Thank you very much. Yeah, a level. Okay. Wow. Uh, okay. Immune. I think you. I think you forgot. I was online at that time. <laughs> I wasn't in your group, but I was there. So I think I deserve credit. Okay, well, let me just say, I got to max level on my Paladin Azimuth, and I was leveling exclusively via dungeons with Tyre and Papa Cheese and Slide on his mage, and Aaron was online. Thank you. You couldn't, couldn't have done it without me. Was that so hard? It killed me inside. You're dead inside already. <laughs> what does it matter? That's true. But other than that, I feel like last week we did a lot of... Mythic pluses, we pushed some six keys that we did in time, which was cool. I feel like that was the highest that I've done in a while, because I feel like towards the end of BFA, we didn't really ever push our keys. It's fucking, we, oh, don't forget, we did some seven keys that did not go so hot. Storming is fucking crazy. I do not like storming. The fact that it creates tornadoes that just last forever, and I'm just like, I'm dead. 
Like I can't. I'm I'm melee. Well, I can't do nothing. I gotta keep running away. It's so stupid. And they aren't even predictable. They like reverse the direction they're going in. Yeah, what is the pattern? I I still don't understand. I I never want to see storming again. I might hate storming more than I hate explosive, and I hate explosive. Fair enough. But while we're talking about dungeons, I'm gonna pull a little bit of a late time warp. Oh, goodness. Oh, I'm falling. And Sora! <laughs> yes. This week's time warp is about dungeons. And I'm going to give these two 40 seconds on the clock to name for me as many of the end bosses of these dungeons in you, you Shadowlands. Fucked me. <laughs> you fucked me. I thought you were just going to do names. I, I was getting ready for this. So in particular, I'm only accepting the final bosses in each of these eight dungeons okay. in Shadowlands. So are you guys ready? I guess. Yes. Set. Go. Lord Chamberlain. Stradama. Kala. Kara. Um, Kara. The Stonemaker. Kala. Kula. Um, Kila. Tre- Kila. Tredova. Um, Moldova. Um, oh my god. Gorm. Gormhide. Gorm what is the name of the fucking Gorm? Gormy. Gormy. Gormy King. A fake. Fake. Uh, fuck. I can't think of the. Shit. I can only think of the first boss. What are the last uh, bosses? D- D- Davos. No. Um, no, I'm gonna lose. Um, um. Fucking. Oh my god. What are the dungeons? Uh. Cause some of them are famous people and other people are like some guy. God damn it. Okay, so I heard Aaron got three, I believe. I heard he named Mazala from the other side. Tredova from Mists of Tirna Scythe and Davos from Spires of Ascension. And I thought somebody might have said General Call from Sanguine Deaths, but I didn't know who said it. Or did somebody say that? Or did I miss it? I, I, I added an A. I said Kala and I said Kara and I said Kala. I added a lot of vowels to the end of that. There was another one. At, there was another one at the beginning I, that I couldn't I tell said, who said it. I said Stradama, but I didn't. I don't know the first part of her name. Okay. Um. I won't count it, but then I will count. Well, either way, you still win because Slide only got two if I count Call. Um, he named Lord Chamberlain from Halls of Atonement, and I'll count General Call from Sanguine Depth. So I believe Aaron wins at least three to two. Uh, the ones that you guys missed were Nalthor the Rhymebinder from Necrotic Wake, Margrave Stradama from Plaguefall, and Mordretha from Theater of Pain. I think I think you should give him Stradama. That's her name. Margrave's a title. You're not gonna cut off the title. Stradama's good enough. <laughs> You're like, give him four to two. Three to two is not a big enough win. Wait, okay, so wait, what is the last boss of Tyranus Scythe? What is that one? Tredova. That's the name of the fucking grub boss? Yeah, yeah, because I remember seeing it the other day and being like, oh, that's funny. It's like tread over because it's a slug. Tredova sounds like a fucking, like, a European country that, that dissolved in, like, 1994. Like, that's what it sounds like. Tredova! <laughs> the Balkan conflict that took place in the county of Tredova. It's the little-known third country that was merged with Czechoslovakia or 
whatever happened there. I, I don't know history. <laughs> people people don't know, but the A in Czechoslovakia is actually the A at the end of Tradova. <laughs> they, they had to put it somewhere. I guess before we go into our next thing, I I was thoroughly shocked. I was I was last week I was worried that Raider Battlegrounds were gonna be a shit show, which they kind of were. But let me tell you, I think Blizzard is gonna revive Raided Battlegrounds with Shadowlands. I feel like they already kind of have. Just the sheer number of groups that were there last week because of the weekly event was astronomical. And you know, there has to be at least a few people in there that liked it. So maybe they will start making groups. There's got to be some people that stayed. Surely it's someone's jam. I feel like throughout all of BFA, I saw maximum seven RGB groups at any given time. Near the end, it was like three to zero. Um, With this fucking quest, I had to scroll. I got to scroll through the list of rated battlegrounds, and there was literally like 35 groups. And I was like... (gasps) What is happening? Dang. And I just think that, you know, the Great Vault also encourages people to do RBGs because, you know, if they don't like twos or threes, then it provides them another option to fill out their slots in the PvP section. And I don't know, it's just really helpful. I think in general, the Great Vault is really good for the game because it gets people playing all the different kinds of game if they want like access to this gear in their weekly chest i think i can officially say that the great vault is a great addition to the game unless you're somebody who's strapped for time but even if you're strapped for time i feel like you can at least get at least you can get two options in your vault mm-hmm. which is uh, literally what a hundred percent more options you had in bfa you know what i mean I also feel like, and this is going to be, I guess, elitist talking, but the people who invest more time in anything are typically going to get more out of it. Not to be like, boo-hoo, go, go cry somewhere. But like, if you, I, I mean, it makes sense that you get more out of the vault if you do more varied content. Yeah. And that's kind of my big thing right now. I feel like a lot of people in the community are like complaining that like I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z. And then I'm like, bitch, like ten years ago, you were balls deep in World of Warcraft and you were doing every single inch of content you can get your hands on. Now that you're old and you have kids and you don't have time for it, doesn't mean that the MMO should change for you. For you. I just feel like you have to come to terms with the fact that I'm old. I don't have time to play this game as much anymore. Therefore, I won't be as rewarded as somebody who plays every hour of every day. Do not relent. Come for the sex-based goofs. Stay for us to tell you that you're old and the world has passed you by, you old man. (laughs) What's the Mr. Krabs song where it's like, but you're You're old. old. You've got 42 chins. (laughs) I love that shit. Because there's somebody in our guild, I won't name them. They were complaining the entire Tuesday about how their great vault sucked, about how Blizzard's, and they use quote, unquote, quote, unquote, their rng and their choices are vapid and they're they're not really choices and then 10 minutes later he goes granted 
I only had two options from the Great Vault. And I was like, dude, if you only had two options from the Great Vault, you literally are only marginally going to be better than the BFA chest. Like, you, what, are you, what are you complaining about? Yeah, you could be like me and spend time to unlock six slots and still have all options be really bad. <laughs> that's a totally different story. But yeah, that's true. You, yeah, we can get to that. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be soon, right? I'm assuming is that going to be your bottom boot spoilers? No, so I can just talk about it real quick. It sucks because, like, I don't know. I'm not really going to complain about it because, like, it's better than the BFHS by far. It gave me choices, but the choices were not ideal. And that's fine. I ended up choosing a neck piece, which I immediately replaced in Raid when I got the neck piece from Huntsman. So I guess that is a, a mini boot before the top toots. And it's funny because I, would, I, I was Monday night. It was our the last thing we did before reset. We ran a Mythic 5 or 6, I don't remember what it was, with Tyre and with Bryn and with Gandolin. And Gandolin said... Also, follow uh, Gandolin on YouTube, youtube.com slash Gandolin. He makes wild videos. Uh, he you can gan- see me lay down on the ground during raid. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, I was. I don't think he actually takes footage during raid. Oh, I got really I was, excited. I, I, got, I got really excited. I was like, Is he posting raid videos without telling anybody? Okay, but anyway, but Gandolin said that he, didn't, he did not open his great fall until Thursday. After two days of raid and doing mythic dungeons all day. And I'm like, how do you have the fortitude to do that? I could never do that. And here we sit, immune, was victim to the trap of opening it before doing content. Uh, maybe I'll learn my lesson for next week. But like, I that, that vault is just so irresistible, you know? I just had to dive in as soon as I could. <laughs> They're not a past sexiest NPC of the week for nothing. Let me tell you. I opened my show immediately. I said, fuck you, Ganolin. I'm diving in. And Did you guys see the trophy, by the way? The broker person in front of it had it. They said, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> they just threw it inside. I mean, I'm sure the brokers will find something to do with it. They always find something to do with all of the merch that they're moving. They're probably going to fucking steal it. They're fucking thieves. But I opened my fucking Great Vault, and I was greeted with the beautiful 207 weapon. I immediately ignored my, like, seven other options. Like, fuck that. I want this, because I'm wearing a 184, and, oh, my, it's so good. It's so good. But now I know I have exhausted my luck, and I'm fucked for the next, like, five weeks. But overall, thumbs up to the Great Vault. I like you. That's pretty neat. Well, I think it's about time for us to hop on into our sexiest NPC of the week. (laughs) And this week, we have none other than the long-legged, the hard as wood, beautiful, ethereal... Grunum Kruik, a Tyranian oh! Arden Wheel, baby. I can oh! tell you when I see my Grugru baby, my dick gets as long as their name. That's pretty long. <laughs> That's excessively long. You gotta chill out All with that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. All fourteen inches for fourteen letters. <laughs> I mean, even if you just said that it grew as long as the number of O's in their name, that's still pretty average. 
I fucking love me some Gru Nim Kruik. Uh, I helped them out during one of my questings in Ardenweald. They needed, like, there was, like, three heroes I had to save for Ardenweald. Well, I don't know, whatever. It was a long time ago. I don't remember. But, like, mm, she's rocking them high-waisted cutoffs so well. Look at her little look. Look at their little <laughs> loincloth there. I, I, I hadn't seen that. The fact that Gru Nim Kruik definitely has little pants. Why you need those pants, groom? You just made out of bark. Let them, let them hang. Or is it just like a different color of bark? I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. Taking the screenshot, I got really close in between Groom Kruik's thighs. And they are 100% wearing cloth over their garage. <laughs> They're also wearing a fun ascot. It's it's give me Fred from Scooby Doo vibes, but in a sexy way. From Fred, but make it sexy. I mean, I get it. You you got to be modest in the face of the mall walker. That makes sense. I I, I appreciate your modesty, Grundim Kruik. And I'm assuming the other Tiernans. I guess I never looked at the other Tiernans like crotch or like ascot area, but now I would hundred percent will be. Do you think when Grundim Kruik takes off their little cutoff shorts? There's like a knot hole like in a tree. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put my penis in there. And then also uh, some acorns for the winter. Oh, no. I, I, I knew we were naming Groon the sexiest NPC this week, but I was not prepared for this conversation. I guess I really don't know the genitals of Groon and Kruik because I, I feel like they made it kind of like clear at least with Grunum Kruik that it's it's like a, it's they them pronouns so who knows what's hiding under that fucking beautiful denim cutoff shorts but I appreciate the mystery behind it because I want to find out regardless because they that's are actually so the, sexy. that's the end that's the end of the Arn and Weld stories it's like Grunum Kruik remove your cutoffs and like a big flopping wiener falls out it's like hell yes <laughs> nine out of nine go ma walker feed on the root in this screenshot i i should have gotten a back shot but on the back of grunum kruik's uh like shoulder blades and i'm assuming the other tiernans there's a big pair of wings back there almost like insectoid wings and i'm like can y'all fly or like what's going on here I heard that they can fly, but every time they do, they have to sacrifice one of the O's in their name. Oh, so you're saying that either oh. Grunum Kruik once had like 20 O's in their name, or they've never flown because they haven't needed to. Yes, they they are stuck on the ground. They are permanently rooted. They said, I will not risk my O's. You know, I'm not going to lie. I think Grunum Kruik might cover... The most basis for sexiest NPC we've ever had. Not only are they tall and splendor and covering their nether regions that are a mystery to us, but their voice. Their voice is pure ASMR sex. It sounds like like wind blowing through like thick oak when they talk. Like I don't know how Blizzard did this, but they like, they specifically put in like wind chimes behind their voices. That's very faint and it's wild. And sexy. I'm still thinking about this O thing. So, like, there is this other Tyranin who I think 
only it doesn't have any vowels in their name. It, it's like a, a bunch of like T's and K's and N's. I'm like, I don't know how they to pronounce love, this they name. They love to fly. They lost all their O's. That's why they're so sad. It's like, even if you return Anima to me, I'll still lo- regret the loss of my O's. So sad. Uh, uh, I think you're talking about <clears throat> Caninophily, I believe is their name. You know, it's funny. Honestly, Aaron's theory might be correct because I have Tyrannins in my Covenant Sanctum that are literally just like sassly, like six six letters. And I'm like, what happened? Like, where did your vowels go? Or there, there's one of them that just straight up had like a normal human sounding name. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Katie the Tyrannin just hanging out. It's not really her, their name, but I'm going to imagine now that Katie handles my anima. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? It's me, Katie the Tiernan. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect to be a big tree person anyway either, but you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I'm just reading the wow I'm reading the gamepedia description for Tiernans. The Tiernan are somehow related to the great trees of Ardenweald, though they are so old and so strange that even other Night Fae don't know how. <laughs> don't call them strange. I I don't know fucking anything about Groom Noom Cruick other than just they're over there by the flight point. God, I love the Tiernan. I think they're honestly one of the coolest races that we've, we've gotten in like Shadowlands period. They're basically just like ants from like Lord of the Rings, but they but they're putting in the work. They're doing they're not just sleeping in the forest. They're gardening for us. They're making our our transports. They're doing so much work for us. And now we have confirmation that they can wear mog. Like Grunum Kruak is wearing cloth, so like allied race when? There's no way, but I'm going to still believe that it's possible. Also, they have three legs. I didn't even catch that. Wait, is that a leg? Oh, no. Tripod. They're a tripod. This could be anything. That could be a penis. We don't know. Oh, my. I think it's a third leg. That's what they called me in high school. Eh. Disgusting. All right, Groondim Kruik, we love you, bitch. You are our sexiest NPC of the week. I'll stop by later in Glitterfall Basin, I think that's where you are, to give you your award. And I believe that means it's time for us to head on into our top toot bottom boot or medium boot of the week. Aaron, what's your TTBBMM? Well... I come to you today with a bit of a medium moot. Medium moot. And this is older, so probably folks will be like, you're just now realizing it. But the Venthyr have given me a number of cool backpack type items, whether it be a Sinstone or the Anima Collector that I can have on my back. And I'm like, that's awesome. But I just realized... That if you have a backpack, it hides back-mounted weapons. Oh, so if you aren't wielding it actively, it just disappears. Yes. Uh, Growlina has a big, cool Venthyr staff right now. And when she puts it on her back, because I have the Anima Collector on, it just disappears. And I said, oh. So now it's a constant battle between, like, 
do I want a cool staff mog or do I want to wear my anima conductor? Yeah, because that's like one of my general complaints about WoW is that like when you're actively casting, you're wearing it on your back. So it's like, I don't know, when we're raiding or whatever, you won't ever see it. Yesterday at raid, I was just pulling it out just to remember like, I have one of these. And then I, we started fighting and I had to put it away. Yeah, casting animations with the staff in your hand would actually be kind of cool. They can make it kind of like Gandalf-esque, right? Where he's just like slamming it down and shit and like waving it over mm. his head like a fucking Tusken Raider. <laughs> or even just like dual wield, like pointing it forward and like launching spells out of it would be cool. Wow, Ian, Ian, baby, Ian, get on this. That sounds awesome. Yeah, come on. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I, no, no. You know what? Scratch that. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. My caster is a is a gnome mage that would look horrible on a gnome mage. No, thank you. <laughs> Pass. My thing, and I know people have different like casting animations, so asking this would be asking a lot. But just have it like shoot out of your right hand or whatever, and have the left hand like hold the staff at the side. That way, you could have your staff out the whole time, but still do magic. But I mean, that would be like an entire reworking of the animation system just to be like, I want to see my staff, too, when I wear a backpack specifically. Yeah, but I want it. Yeah, I want it. You you gave those crybabies their high elves eventually. So Ian at Hazakostis, baby, um, give that to me, please. I'll check back in next week. You have one week. You have one week to meet my demands. But, Slide Whistle, what is your TT BBMM? Well, I also have a medium moot for this week. Ooh, a nice middle of the road. Moot. It's a simple question. Where is against overwhelming odds? Now, the first week of Shadowlands, the Alliance had a quest where it was confirmed against overwhelming odds given out by a cartel member that said kill 25 horde and you get 500 anima which looking back i realized receiving 500 anima for camping the venari cave is honestly absurd and a, like it's ridiculous yeah. but i want to do it right and i want to do it and so I'm sitting here like, okay, so looking at the ratios, I honestly haven't felt like Alliance has been overwhelmed. I, I I feel like we have been at a very equal stance against Horde in PvP. But then I, I look up my buff and we still have like a 10 to 15% buff for being in war mode, which means that we indeed are, we, we are outnumbered. And we're not receiving a quest for it still. Wait, so you're telling me that Horde don't get a buff for being in war mode? No. Okay, well, they do. They get a buff for being in war mode, but it's it's more for us. We, it, they have it's a percentage versus, like, I think it's 5 to 30% that you can gain an advantage of for resources, for gold, not experience. Um, and for I think even for Anima, I'm I'm pretty sure maybe that that might not be the case, and they get a like five percent buff or something like that for being in war mode. But we always had like twenty to thirty percent, 
And I don't know if it's that like Shadowlands is retaining so many players that we've kind of hit an equilibrium. And I, I kind of get it if like there's like 500 anima is too much to give to somebody. That's fine. Give us something else. Give us 100 anima. Give us 50 anima. I don't know. Just give us a reason. Give Alliance a reason to keep bringing the fight to the horde. Because we need to keep these people. Because I can fucking tell you what's going to happen in five months. We're going to be down so many fucking Alliance players. And we're going to get fucked out in the trenches just like fucking last year. Every single time. Give us a fourth slot in the Great Vault. That's that's crazy. That's probably too much. That's way too much, I think. That's probably worse than the anima. He shrugged. He hated that. I, 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 think, I, I, I think that's too much. I don't think it's enough. It'd still be based on your PvP level. Yeah, but then people who are like Gladiator Alliance will be able to get more gear than their Horde Alliance counterparts who they are fighting in the arena. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of the PvPers, they just do warm up anyway. Like, I don't know. There's definitely a solution there that's, like, some kind of award or that will, like, not be as beneficial as those two options that they can still give us. But it's, like, there's been no posts about it. There's been nothing talked about it. And no and thing is, no one's asking, which is probably a good sign. That means that everybody is feeling an even balance. But I, I just want to know personally, where is it at and what's going on? You know what I mean? I just yeah. want to know where the gold at. I'm gonna run a back hole and uproot that tree. I wanna know where the gold at. I want the gold. Yeah, give us give us some gold. Though there's a lot of gold expansion, but whatever. Alright, I mean, what about you? What's your top two? It's probably a crackhead got hold of the wrong stuff. <laughs> well, on that note, I have a bottom boo. Oh, come on. Oh, no. And you guys probably saw this one coming. But my bottom boot is that, as predicted, the world boss I need is the fourth world boss that will spawn. So I've gone, up until now, since we have not been able to make it to Daddy D, without a legendary, still. And um, at this point, I'm just going to wait. I don't know what to do. I mean, next week we face the world boss that drops my second best legendary item. And we're making good progress now in raid, but I don't think we're going to make it to Daddy D. And I just did the math. And I, if I do both my Torghast wings this week, I am, I think, 50 soul ash short Mm -hmm. of creating a rank four legendary. So I'm like, either I need to do a table mission successfully, which I have not been able to do. Or I wait another week and then get a rank 4 one. Either way, I think I need to start trying to pug normal Daddy D. Because I'm not going to... Like, I don't know if I can potentially make a rank 4 of my best legendary. I want to do that. Especially since I've, like, banked all this soul ash. And, like, I feel like it would just be worth it. But regardless, my bottom boot is the fact that... I know it's not just Holy Priests. It's... I believe Ellie Shamans as well have the same problem that, like... The, one of their best legendaries is behind this world boss that we have not seen like four weeks into the expansion like and the, like that's the only way to get it that's kind of shitty yeah it's kind of weird that like that's i get it like there were i mean i i say i get it but i kind of don't get it because blizzard can easily just succeed like, the sims that we see and they could 
kind of maneuver the the best in slot and the second best in slot around before this thing launches to give people an option. You've been sitting here, it, uh, yeah, we're four weeks in and you have no legendary and nothing's even viable for you, which is also another complaint that I kind of have is that like legendaries are kind of following the mall system of like, is this good for me? I don't know. Look it up and I'll tell you. Like, yeah. So there is this other, there's two other legendaries that I have the recipes for one that is maybe good for mythic plus and one that's maybe good for raid, but like the one that's maybe good for raid is weird to use. And the Holy Priest community is, like, confused about whether or not they want to craft it or not. And I'm like, "Eh, I'll just wait until I can get one of the ones that's better. And the one that's good for Mythic Plus, I I might craft that one eventually. I just don't know. I just feel like the the instant res that I can get from the World Boss next week, I would rather wear in Mythic Plus. Just because I feel like that's cool. I mean, and, like, regardless of whether or not people think that, like, the instant res is good or not, I want it mainly because I was unable to obtain it in Legion, so... And it's your second best, right? Isn't that like what what Jack said? Yeah, Automatic Jack says that like that one and the one from Daddy D are the two that you mainly want to craft. So I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, we can try to pug Daddy D, and we might get lucky. You never know. That honestly sounds awful, but I'm gonna try. You gotta you gotta do what you can to achieve your dreams. Don't just settle for Fire King's hands. Don't do it. <laughs> did you ever end up crafting another legendary Aaron? i i have not yet i have the soul ash to do so i'm just i just need to buy the i think i have a chest and a ring and the ones that i do have now that are like better air quotes are head and cloak or something like that so i just need to buy those if if you let me know is it the base level like like level one or level two um i'd have to look I know I have like the 190 equipment. There, so cloth is pretty easy to get. There honestly might be one in the guild bank I can grab for you and just give to you, and you can just use it. Hell yeah! Honestly, today, like after we record, let me know and I'll go grab it. <laughs> like 100, like <laughs> hell yeah! But with that, I think we're about done. A little bit longer, but it covers us for our 10 minute of a uh, Turbo Man talk. <laughs> if you guys have any comments, questions, complaints, if you want to send us your favorite christmas movie and tell me why it's jingle all the way you can email us at do not relent pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on twitter at do not relent pod you could also leave us a review on warcraft radio or on our competing site barcraft radio which i'm not gonna actually make that's a joke so don't go there what about you guys where can i find you on the internet you can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Cheesy on Twitter.com. And you can find our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. We were voted Lady Moonberry's number one read in 2020. And Lady Moonberry is too fucking powerful to ignore, so check it out. It was the only thing she read in 2020, but that doesn't matter. She also can't read, so it's that's double doesn't matter. Alright, but bye. And remember, another down! Do not relent!
Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.